Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping professionals make the impact that they were meant to make. Okay, it's time. It's time for the Roger story. Back in 2008, Teresa and I were still part of the Amway business. We had two kids at the time, and we were attending multiple conferences with our Amway business each year. There were so many things to figure out. Babysitters, work, the cleaning business. There was that one office that we had that was on weekends, and it was difficult. How was I going to get that office cleaned when I was going out of town from Thursday to Sunday. Enter Roger. Roger and his wife, Kristen, I mean, we we met them at a Target. Their daughter, Eden, and our daughter, Christiana, were exactly the same age. Oh, you know what? They still are the same age. Interesting how that works. Anyway, we had something in common. We struck up conversation in the Target and became friends. So when we were figuring out how are we going to get the office cleaned, I had an idea. What about Roger? I trust Roger. He could go in and clean the office. It's only a two and a half hour cleaning. We just had to empty about 50 trash cans, clean two or three bathrooms, and vacuum. Very little mopping as well. There was no dusting. There was no kitchens to clean. It was a pretty simple office, a law firm. And like I said, it took me about two and a half hours solo. My thought, my goodness, if Roger were to go in there and take a while, maybe he would take four hours. At the worst case, he'd still make some good money. It could be a, a win-win for him, for me, and Roger agreed. So I trained Roger, and he uh, he, he was having having some trouble tying the, the knots. And since then, I've now trained multiple people cleaning offices And it is tough to do those tight knots in the trash cans. I've done them for years. so I know how to make them super tight and make them look great when you tuck them back into the desk. Roger was struggling, but I was able to teach him. He had it down. He was proficient enough to get the job done. Taught him vacuuming, taught him bathrooms, and off he goes. Here's the key. I am off. I think we went to Kentucky for that weekend. And I gave him these instructions Okay, Roger, I will be in a conference venue, but I should be able to at least text with you. So would you just do me a favor and text me when you arrive at the office, and then I'll know you're there, and I'll feel all warm and fuzzy inside, and then once you're getting close to wrapping it up, text me again. I'll take a break from the conference and review a checklist to make sure you got all the work done okay. He said, sounds good, Ken, expect my text. So we drive, we get to the conference, we're tired, and that's how those conferences were in Amway. We'd leave like Thursday night, drive through the night, get there Friday around 4 o'clock in the afternoon, completely wiped out, go to a conference in a full suit, mind you, and then we'd be out until 2 in the morning on an early night go to sleep, get a couple hours, do it again on Saturday. So I'm exhausted sitting in the conference. You're like, why would you ever do that, Ken? That's a different story. We learned a ton in our Amway days. Matter of fact, a lot of the episodes in this podcast, the mindset I learned from Amway. 
And if you're in Amway out there, you're probably thinking, hmm, these podcasts sound like some of the CDs and conference talks I heard in Amway. Okay, maybe Ken stole them. Yes, I did. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the Roger story. So I'm in my seat at the conference listening to someone speak, and here comes the text. Roger has arrived at the office. Awesome. I'm super excited. Hey, thanks for letting me know, Roger. And then I went back into the conference setting. I'm taking my notes. An hour goes by. Two hours goes by. Three hours goes by. Hmm. Oh, he hasn't texted me yet. I mean, maybe he's going to be an extra hour, like four hours. Uh, all right. So I just thought I would leave and just check on him. Uh, hey, Roger, uh, how you doing? You almost done? Yeah, I can. I'm getting closer, Roger said. I said, oh, okay, Um, well, as I was saying before I left, uh, just make sure you call me before you're, you're leaving so I could go over a checklist and then we can, uh, I can make sure that you've locked the door and I feel all warm and fuzzy. Now you can see I was a control freak back then. And Roger said, yeah, you absolutely can. I, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll call you back. Okay. Boom. Hang up the phone back in the conference. I didn't hear from Roger the rest of the afternoon. And quite frankly, I got super busy at the conference and learning stuff and I kind of forgot about it. And then at six o'clock past dinner, I thought, um, I better give Roger a call and just see how the day went. Cause obviously he forgot to call me, do the checklist or let me know the door is locked, but at least the work is done, right? Hey, Roger. Hey, how'd the office go earlier? I never did hear from you. And, and what time did you finish? He replied, yeah, Ken, yeah, I'm almost done. I said, what do you mean you're almost done? You're still at the office? Uh, yeah, sorry, uh, Ken. It took me a little bit longer than I expected, but I I'm finishing up now. Roger, are you meaning to tell me that you've been there since 10 o'clock in the morning? That's eight hours. Uh, yeah, Ken, the trash gave me a little bit more trouble than I expected. I responded, Roger, what do you mean the trash gave you a little bit of trouble? Well, I had trouble with the knots. I kept ripping bags. I couldn't quite get the knack of how to tie them. Okay, now for reference, there was 45 to 50 trash cans. And like I said, I would get all those cans done between 35 and 55 minutes. And in recent years, since my kids have been cleaning with me, they can do those trash cans, the same number of them in different buildings, mind you, in 35 to 60 minutes. My 14-year-old daughter does it. Matter of fact, I took my son, Colby, who's almost 12, and he knocked out almost 50 cans in an hour and a half. Back to Roger. Roger, how long did the trash take you? Oh, about six hours. Six hours? 1.21 gigawatts! I about reached through the phone and pulled Roger right through it. Six hours? What are you talking about? Are you serious? Yeah, Ken, sorry about that. I'm like, Roger! I was so thankful that Roger was someone I could trust to be in that office, to take care of it, to make sure it was clean. I thanked him, and definitely it was the last time Roger had ever worked at that office for me. Not because I didn't want him to get better. It just wasn't worth his time to spend eight hours for what he was getting paid. It was a $20 per hour job if he got it done in like four hours, which it should have taken. But he took double that. So he's making 10 bucks an hour. I had to pay him more because I felt terrible for how long he spent. That story, 
was 13 years ago. I'm still friends with Roger, and we both laugh of his trash removal inadequacy. And now, when I'm training new people for the C3 team, I will literally tell the Roger story and say, hey, let's not do trash like Roger. And they would say, what? What does that mean? So thank you, everyone in Smart Cleaning School. Thank you for listening to this Funny Papers edition. It's time for the Roger story because now I have something to play for the C3 team. So hey, if you're listening to this and you're a member of our local C3 team, don't be like Roger. Before we start, I can't take any more customers. Let's thank today's episode's sponsor. Do you feel like you're swimming in the endless work of your house cleaning business with little hope of the income and freedom you started for in the first place? It's called the Valley of Despair. Do you relate? I met Debbie Sardone several years ago and have personally observed several of my industry friends turn their businesses around and reach seven figures with cleaning business fundamentals, CBF. Check out my interview with the CBF founder entitled, A Buffalo Charges the Storm with Debbie Sardone. Would you like to join the nearly 1,000 students and alumni of CBF? Debbie is offering free consultations to listeners of this show through the Smart Cleaning School resources page to see if CPF could be the right solution for you. And remember what Debbie always says, for your business to change, you have to change. Okay, you've now met Roger. (laughs) Moving on. I can't take any more customers. I hear this statement so much in the cleaning groups. It sounds like a great problem to have. But in reality, it's a defining statement. Let me give context to the people asking it. They are called solo cleaners. I was one for 16 years. A solo cleaner starts out super excited to make money for their family. They love cleaning and can do it as a side business. As they get better and their name gets passed around, they start adding more and more customers. But here's the problem. A solo cleaner has a limited number of customers they can work with. Even the most efficient solo cleaner even has a limit. Let me introduce you to Robot Bob. Robot Bob, the solo cleaning robot. Bob doesn't sleep, and he's able to clean three houses Monday to Friday each day during the day. And he cleans four offices every night and eight offices on Saturday and Sunday. Bob is a machine. He is a robot. He literally cleans around the clock, doesn't eat, doesn't sleep. He cleans 15 houses and 36 offices every week by himself. If each house and office is worth $150 per clean, which is very reasonable, Bob is creating just under $400,000 in annual revenue solo cleaning maxed out and approximately $350,000 per year in profit as he doesn't eat or sleep. All he needs are the supplies and insurances to do the work. This is absolutely ridiculous. No one can work like Robot Bob. I just wanted to show you that a solo cleaning robot could earn $350,000 per year, but he couldn't earn any more. There is a cap. But what if Bob was reprogrammed to need sleep and to need food? He'd have to take breaks. He'd probably tap out around $175,000 in profit. Not bad, right? 
The point I'm making is simple. There is always a limit in solo cleaning. Most solos out there are nowhere near Robot Bob. Does that strike a chord? Are you working like crazy and have no more time to take on more customers? Congratulations. You've hit the wall and you need to become Robot Bob. Uh, No, I don't mean that. Uh, I was going to say, so what are you going to do about it? I would like to now share an exchange I had with a solo cleaner in a free Facebook group. She hit that proverbial wall and asked the obvious question. After saying, I can't take any more customers, do I hire employees or do I take on contractors? This is very simple logic. There is no more room for customers, therefore I need others to help me clean so I can make room. I answered her question with this. This is not meant to frustrate you, but I don't think you're asking the right question. You're assuming the next step is hiring and building a team. I advise solo cleaners literally all the time in the same place that you're at. First of all, congratulations. You've reached the limit of your ability to clean. That's admirable. You should be proud of yourself. Now, answer these questions with your husband. One, why did you start a cleaning business? Two, what is your big goal with this company? Three, what are you willing to sacrifice in order to achieve your big goal? This got her thinking and opened her eyes to the most common response. She was being reactive in her business. She had filled up her schedule and had no more time. New customers wanted that time. Even though she didn't have any, they were leading her business instead of her. I wanted her to stop and think. Why did you start the cleaning business? What do you want it to provide for your family? Is it doing that for your family? Why not? Do you think hiring employees or bringing on subcontractors will solve your problem? By asking yourself questions like this, you put yourself back in the driver's seat of your business. You see where you are and the possibilities of where you could go. You may have to endure difficulty and sacrifice to get to the next level if you choose to lead your business that way. Hiring and building a team requires a foundation, the ability to delegate, the faith to invest in others, and automation tools. You are making a decision to grow the right way for the right reasons to make a difference in your family and community. That's The question, do I hire employees or take on contractors? That's what it looks like. Is that what you want? If so, then I'd answer her question this way. Don't use subcontractors. Build a team with employees and treat them amazing. But on the other hand, she may decide, and so might you out there, that you don't want to deal with employees. I didn't want to for 15, 16 years. You were thus asking this question about hiring because of fear, and you thought it was your only option. It's not your only option. Okay, Ken, I'm listening. What is the other option? I thought you'd never ask. Let me be clear. Hiring is a great option. If that's what you want, and you have a bigger goal for your community and family that is larger than what a solo cleaning business can produce. Plus, it's the only way to earn what Bob the Robot earns and beyond. 
Check out this quote. J. Paul Getty said it this way. I'd rather earn 1% off 100 people's effort than 100% off my effort alone. I think Mr. Getty would still think that, even if he was a robot like Bob. Did you know that Mr. Getty was the wealthiest man in the world for a decade? Yeah, I think he's pretty credible on that quote that he did. Hiring and creating duplication is amazing. But it is not for everyone. This is definitely an option for you burnt out solo cleaner. Let me now share another. You can optimize like I did as a solo cleaner twice. I was no Bob, but I did earn $60,000 to $70,000 profit per year cleaning two days per week without employees. I worked hard for two days for sure but then had five days of freedom with my family as well. I even had a stint in the latter parts of our first New York-based cleaning business where I would work four days on and 10 days off. Oh, that was cool. Uh, Ken, how did you do that? Um, listen to my podcast. You're on this episode. Can you go back to the beginning and press play? I do explain everything, I promise. It's not a bunch of fluff. Yes, there's some silly stories like Roger. And well, there's a lot of silly stories like Roger. But I promise you, there's a lot of really good meat. So go to episode one, push play. And the first hundred or so episodes, I walk you through how we built the second solo cleaning company to 70,000 profit on two days cleaning without employees. Go back and listen. You will hear the answer to that question. I wasn't wanting to do that here. I just wanted to go into some mindset. I wanted just to breathe life into the solos out there asking the question. I want you to know that you do have choices. You can lead your business. In fact, that's the best way to run it with you as the leader, not other people. So did you like this episode or did I just make you really angry? I really believe this addresses such a common solo cleaning struggle. If you liked it, then go back into the archives of the Smart Cleaning School and check out the episode that addresses another big solo cleaning struggle. And here is that question that these other solo cleaners ask. I am new and my first clients don't pay enough. How do I get them to pay me more? This episode is called Get a New Bag of Lemons. Again, it's linked in the show notes. And before I close out this episode, just want to give a thank you to today's sponsor. Check out my interview with the CBF founder entitled A Buffalo Charges the Storm with Debbie Sardone. Debbie is offering free consultation to listeners of this show through the Smart Cleaning School resources page at smartcleaningschool.com backslash resources to see if CBF could be the right solution for you. And If you are looking to do the hiring and scaling to the answer to this question, I would highly recommend that you do check out our sponsor. She's all over the cleaning group. She's an amazing coach. She's a friend of mine. And I have seen the results of the cleaning business owners that she has helped. The proof is definitely in the pudding. All right, with that, have an amazing day. I hope you enjoy the Roger story too. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School class is dismissed.